What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode 107.3, and we are continuing and finishing our playthrough of Diablo 2 Resurrected. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And longtime guest, hasn't been here for a long time, <laughs> Jay Lee. That's right, buongiorno. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, welcome back. Yeah, it's great to have you, man. Yeah, thanks, man. It's, uh, it has been a long time. What was the last game that we guys we covered together? Was it Danganronpa 3? Was it Danganronpa V3? I, I don't remember if there was anything between that uh, and uh, what's happening today, so I think it might have been. Yeah, uh-huh. it, that's been... Feels what, like years ago. That was two years <laughs> yeah, ago, that, boss. Uh, yeah, that's about yeah. two years ago. That's the last time I used uh, Skype. Oh, you bunch of fucking savages making me use this thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Dust it off. Yeah, exactly. I had to find my Skype password using my save passwords on Chrome, so I was, you know, I at least I wasn't uh, didn't have to go through a password reset. So I got that going for me. Well, there you go. But uh, yeah, um, so Diablo two, we finished it up. Actually, we fin- me and Matt just finished it five minutes ago. Um, we uh, yeah, uh, so we uh, uh, we left off. Uh, Matt, you were you were right there, ready to kill Diablo. Um, you had um, made it to the Halls of Pain, I believe is what it's called. Yep. And um, couldn't couldn't get through all those mobs there. But you yeah, made, which you made it through. Surprisingly, it wasn't half as hard. I I didn't like I had laid out all of these things I was going to do to be able to overcome those mobs. And it turned out it wasn't all that hard when I went back to it. I don't know. I just got overwhelmed by uh, a group in a corner, and like I, I died within like a second. And I just assumed that's how they were all going to be. But when I was out in the middle of the of the area, and I was able to skirt around a little bit and stay away from getting backed into a corner, it was quite a lot easier. So I didn't even need to go through all like I had planned all my upgrades to my my headgear, my my shield, my my armor, all all that stuff I didn't end up doing. I right. ended up leveling up a couple of times, but mostly just uh, putting those extra levels into my spirit wolves. Right. Did you have any issues with Diablo? Uh, yes. Okay. So I did technically beat it my first time, but I ended up having to just, like, mob him with all of my people and then as soon as they were all done and I had used up all of my potions I just teleported back to town restocked on everything and then teleported back in yeah so I just had to keep doing that so nice I didn't really I don't feel like I beat him I feel like I cheesed him and there was a couple of times part of the game man is Is it okay uh, especially when you're fighting the the tougher stuff and you don't have the proper gear, the fact that you were able to do it alone without anyone's help, you know, is commendable in this right. Because a lot of people will just go online and be like, "Hey, please be my Diablo for me," and they just wait <laughs> and chat for about two hours, and hopefully someone, you know, some nice Samaritan shows up and does it for them. But you you, you did the work, you know, you you gamed the system and you beat them. You should definitely feel satisfied. Yeah, yeah. It took a whole lot of potions, <laughs> and sometimes hiding around corners while my wolves did my work for me, but. Yeah. So Matt, uh, uh, we should we should mention Jay. Matt is playing a uh, druid, and he went with a beastmaster build, like a like a summoner build for a druid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Full on okay. summoner build. 
Yeah, I, I Druid is actually probably the only class I've never really fully explored as far as like their capabilities and stuff like that. So that's interesting. How have you enjoyed your experience so far playing the Druid? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's basically what I wanted to do, which was to be able to set up all of these animals to do my fighting for me, and I would just kind of make sure everybody was doing what they needed to do, and then I had the right, I had the field filled with as many as many beasts as possible. Uh, so do you that... need some kind of a catalyst to summon the beast, like a necromancer, or no? Uh, nope. Just no. uh, just casting a spell. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That, that's much easier. Because I remember playing a Necromancer Summoner, and it was great, mind you. It could basically clear all the content, but the issue was, was that every time you go into a game, you'd have none of your skeletons, right? So you'd have to go to an area, clear out some fodder, summon the skeletons, do your MF runs and clear stuff, and then when you you know create a new game, you have to do that all over again. Really oh, accent wow. the timing. So for Druid Summoners, that you don't have to do that. It sounds really nice. Yep. Yeah, I didn't have to do anything, just uh, every time I'd start my game up, I would just populate the field. Five wolves, five ravens, uh, a life gain guy, and my barbarian, so I had my whole crew with me. Nice. Yep. So, I, um, and it's as everybody I've always told, I only played Necromancer during Diablo 2 proper, and I was big into the Iron Golems. That was my, that was my thing. So, Matt... In case you don't know, with Iron Golem, you have to have a weapon laying on the ground. So you use the loot to transmute <laughs> stuff. But, Interesting. I yeah. wonder why they eliminated that kind of a restriction for the Druid. I don't know. I, like like I said before, I, like I didn't I didn't get Lords of Destruction, so I never got to experience the Druid or the Assassin. I think the Necro Summoner uh, and their like uh, like the minions and stuff like that might be tuned to be a little bit more tougher, kind of to compensate for the fact that they need a certain qualifications and catalysts in order to be summoned versus a Druid Summoner stuff, which you know you just need mana to just summon them and do whatever you know. Yeah, the one thing I did read about the the Druid Summoner was that it was just kind of slow, like the, the the damage output wasn't very high, and I did feel that at some point, so it was taking me a long time to clear anything. But I feel like the Spirit Wolf levels got better. Like, the, the the increase in damage got higher with each level towards the end. So I felt like they were finally able to be more productive my last few levels. The last few points I put into them, I felt like were the best points. Yeah. Um, when it comes to skill-based uh, characters like, uh, like Druid Summoners and stuff like that where you get a lot of benefits from each skill level, uh, the amount of levels that you have at your disposal kind of limits your damage a lot. So, for example, you have your skills for the summon uh, wolves, but on top of that, they have certain synergies. So if you put points to other things, it increases yep. the damage that they do, right? So imagine having 20 points in all of those. Imagine how much damage you'd be doing, right? So the more levels that you have, the more powerful you become compared to like gear-dependent builds where you're actually physically doing the damage. And having a shitty weapon you know, means like everything compared to someone's skill base means levels and skills and skill-based items that you can get uh, will mean a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I finally was able to get the last dire wolf I needed and the bear, so I was trying to give my spirit wolves as much synergistic benefit as possible. Nice. There you go. 
So uh, moving on to Act 5, and like I said, this is the first time I've ever experienced Act 5. I, I, I followed vicariously through the forums, all the different changes that happened, and everybody looking for all different kinds of things, and uh, this, uh, especially the rune words and stuff like that, which wasn't added until patch 1.9. So... This I, seems like a pretty good update. I mean, I never played the before or the after back in the day, but... If you get Rune Words Act 5, you know, and I, I don't know, if, I assume they increased the level cap as well? No. Uh, I don't remember about the level cap, but I do remember Lord Destruction being a huge, tape, a huge change. Like It was like this, right? Did you guys play Diablo 3? Yeah. Yep. So Diablo 3 and how much better that game became when that expansion came out is similar to what Lord of Destruction did for Diablo 2. Yeah. Maybe slightly less, because Diablo 3 original was a mess uh, compared to original so Diablo 2 still already being pretty good, but it just got significantly better even after the expansion. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Reaper of Souls changed that game. Oh, yeah. And added the, you know, the rifts and stuff like that. And Man, the... the Year two and three of Diablo three, Chef's Kiss, man. That, those those were some great times. Like I played a lot of Diablo three. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, and uh, dude, they they've got to come. They got a new um, uh, season coming out for Diablo three. I read the patch notes for it. I kind of want to do that. <laughs> what can they possibly add that would like draw in someone that hasn't played the game in like two years like in someone like me for example so they're adding soul stones which are okay. which you can equip into your helm and weapons and they give you the powers of the greater and lesser evils oh that look that's that sounds kind of oh, wow. cool dude it i it sounds awesome <laughs> Ooh, oh, I wish you didn't tell me this. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, no. Yeah, so you, you're going to be able to find the soul stones of all the greater and lesser evils, and you can equip them, and basically just like, you know, I, I they haven't detailed it, but I get the feeling like you're going to have straight up like lightning breath from Diablo. Oh, man. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That sounds very, very cool. I, I might actually have to check those uh, patch notes out. When's that uh, new season coming out anyway? Uh, I don't know about when it's officially launching. It's launching in PTR next week, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So. But yeah, um, yeah, Act 5, I mean, it's, uh, it's all based on the Barbarians. Um, uh, the Aratot, I believe is how you pronounce it. Ariat. Ariat. Um, I think so going up into the mountains. So obviously at the end of Diablo two, um, proper, uh, we get the cut scene showing, Oh, it wasn't Tyrael that, uh, that Marius was talking to. It was actually, um, Bale himself. And he took the soul stone and, uh, well, killed Marion and burned the entire prison up. So, uh, it kind of leaves on Massive cliffhanger, and then we follow up with uh, Act 5, showing uh, that now Bale has gathered his army and is now moving to um, uh, the World Stone, essentially, uh, where uh, he can possibly open the gates of hell and unleash all of hell onto Sanctuary seems like he has quite a few demons at his disposal already though yeah he does he comes more how do you get up. them through i don't i don't know 
he comes marching up to the to the stronghold and and uh, just kind of melts a dude. <laughs> yeah, turns makes him, him kind of explode. Yeah, turns him into giblets. And, uh, yeah. I, I like Bill because unlike the other, uh, you know, greater evils, he feels like he has more of a personality. He's very sadistic, yeah. right? He's, he's yeah. constantly mocking you and stuff like that and you know, flaunting his power and everything. So I kind of like that compared to his other guys who we don't really say or do much of anything. Yeah, you feel like someone who takes pleasure in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. It's more evil than somebody who's just like like an evil animal. Yep. What is Mephisto? He's the lord of what? Hatred, I believe. Is it hatred? I think so. Okay. You got the Lord of Terror, which is Diablo. The Lord of Destruction, which is Baal. Belial is the Lord of Lies. I can't remember the rest of them. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's he's already marched his way up to the uh, to the top of the of the mountain. Uh, when we come in and decide to scale the mountain as well, the barbarians have tried to uh, hold him off, but um, unfortunately they have been driven back. So we yeah, arrive. It's and, quite a mountain to, to climb to. Yeah, you're doing a lot of climbing in this. It's very wintry, very cold, very snowy and icy. Uh, and that's what we're basically doing is climbing the, to the top of this mountain to to basically stop him. Uh, there's a few side quests along the way. Um, the, the, I would say probably the most, um, important one would be the one for the blacksmith because he guarantees you a, a perfect socket. Now you can, you can, uh, re-socket normal items. Uh, using the Herodric cube, but this one is a guaranteed. You're going to get the maximum amount based on the item level. Not only that, Drew, you can also uh, socket things that won't be socketed otherwise. For example, you can take your skin of the Viper Magi, which you can't roll a socket into using the recipe. You can give it to Lazarus; he'll put a socket on it for you. Oh. Yeah. So if you get like a helm, for example, and helm. Um, Sockets matter a lot because you can put a lot of really effective uh, gems and like runes and stuff like that on there. Uh, for example, if you get like a really good helm, like a Shaco or something like that, you want to go ahead and give it to Lazarus, put it, have him put a socket on it, and put like a perfect diamond, which will give you like I think like nineteen all resist or something like that, uh, and that's really nice. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, that's good to know then. So. um the, the the only question is, and, and Jay, maybe you can answer this for me. Say I go through hell and and beat hell. Yeah. If I restart hell again and make it back to that quest, can I do it again? Or do I only get three? Uh, no, you get uh, normal nightmare hell of each quest. Uh, they're not repeatable. You'd have to make uh, new characters in order to do those characters. Uh, you know how you have the share stash, right? Mm-hmm. So you make a character, ha- you rush it all the way to Act 5 to that socket quest, and then basically just have them be there just for the existence of that one quest, which I have done already multiple times. <laughs> well, there you go. Your mule characters. Exactly. Yep. I, have, I have too many mule characters already. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, man, Matt, anything you want to talk about with this act, anything you had trouble with? 
Uh, not really. I, I didn't end up going into... There was a couple of points where there was just red portals in the middle of the of the tundra. Right. That led to some other dungeons that I didn't end up going into. I just didn't didn't end up having time to. But I, I would have liked to explore them, and I did end up in one dungeon, I think, that was just random. It was... You know, I was trying to find my way through some of the some of the dungeons because there's like three or four that are linked to get out to the tundra, uh, and there was one level where there was two different exits. One of them just went into another level of the dungeon. One of them went into the tundra. So I did that one. Spent a little bit of time just grinding right. in some of these areas, but no, nothing, nothing that was really too hard. I I think I disliked. I think they were called death maulers the most, where they would stick the vines into the ground and they would yeah. come up under you, mm. because all of my wolves would like stack up, and so every one of those vines I think was hitting all my wolves at once. So if there were three or four of those guys, they would wipe through all th- all five of my wolves in like seconds. Oh man! So I had to like spread them out and like summon summon a wolf behind them, and then one to the left, and then one to the right, and try and get them surrounded so that they couldn't couldn't do that, but. That was just a, just a minor thing. Gotcha. So, um, as far as your gear goes, Matt, because I, I I'm I'm still not familiar with the gear that you basically beat the game with. Do you have any rune words running right now? Yeah, I, I I basically had the same three that I had at the end of the last recording, except that I ditched my headgear, so I had the uh, Nadir which I was using for a couple of acts, and my intent was to upgrade that to a a level 27 helmet. But I ended up finding a druid-specific kind of high-level horned helmet that I I ended up swapping with because it had some extra resistances, I think. Is it just a rare, or is it a unique? uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Are you still fuzzy on what's rare and what's unique? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. For, all right. Uh, Diablo 2 has always had that confusing, what color is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, usually, usually, if it's a unique, it usually just has a name. Like, you know, uh, the rust handle. Instead of, you know... Two-handed sword. Yeah, two-handed yeah. special sword of the hawk, or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, do you have any uniques, or do you know? I think I do, but I would have to. I would have to dig. Okay. Uh, do you, I mean rares are like yellow, and uniques are gold, and then sets are green. Uh, I have a lot of set pieces, but I, I don't think I have a single set with more than one piece. Ah. Uh. Yeah, there's like a lot I've of like... sets that are not great, so probably... Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was worth trying to farm those to get a full set, but... Nah, it's... Uh, from from a, a farming standpoint, to be able to farm, like, a full set of a certain thing would be, like, statistically not impossible, but very, very unlikely in, in normal, especially. And definitely not worth it. Definitely, definitely not worth it. <laughs> uh, I, I will say that I don't, I don't want to put any kind of like a downer on like the the equipment that you guys have like accumulated. But as you get to the higher difficulties, the more and more obsolete they become 
and how quicker they become obsolete is actually kind of surprising. So much to the point where yeah. a lot of people, you know, opt to kind of not even pick up like uniques and stuff like that when they're uh, leveling up because they know that they have a couple of things like waiting for that. But because you guys are on like a brand new journey and you're not really, you know, you don't have like an ultra high level character like waiting in the wings, you know, to like gear up all your lobbies and stuff like that. It's worthwhile. But I would say like whatever fits your play style because there's not going to be one piece of gear that's going to like change everything in like normal mode specifically. So just take what you can get and just kind of go with it. I mean, Drew got pretty lucky with that skin of the Magi, so I imagine, you know, your luck is probably just around the corner, too, for some uh, some cool stuff to be on your way. Yeah, definitely. Once, like, in Act 1, within probably 20 minutes of playing Nightmare, I had found, yeah. like, three replacements. Yeah. 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 Like, it, it's, it's... Yeah, and, and you got to keep in mind, Matt, the stuff that you're getting right now is low quality, so there's three different qualities of every item in the game. Oh, wow. So, so my unique, like I got a rust handle, which is, it's okay. It does, it gives me plus one to all my, my paladin skills, which sure, that's fine for now. But I was able to upgrade it to basically quote a nightmare difficulty version of it. So it's a higher quality. So you have low quality, superior, and then exceptional, I think is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I've so, seen some superiors, but no exceptionals, I don't think. Yeah. So, so you, there's definitely room for improvement just based on the, the, the standard statistics of it. So like it, it will do better damage like off across the board kind of thing because you're doing yeah. stuff at a higher higher level of difficulty. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I actually dropped my shield too. I had Ancient's Pledge for a couple of couple of acts, but I dropped that because when I beat Diablo and he spewed all his gear, I ended up using that as the point where I switched to finally using ranged weapons. So I, I switched to a crossbow that that does like freezing damage plus had tons of bonuses. Okay. So when your wolves and like other beasts are attacking the enemy, what are you doing damage wise? Are you just normal attacks or do you have some different skills? Uh well I was usually either doing nothing or once the enemies were distracted by the wolves, I would go around with my weapon and start attacking from the back. Mm. Or if it was really difficult, I would be spending all my time refilling my wolves and ravens. Gotcha. So, but but now that I have the crossbow, I can just do max damage the whole time. Nice. And it was nice because it was also freezing the enemies, which was slowing them down, which was helping to keep my wolves alive longer. So that that seemed like a pretty good mix and just the amount of extra damage I was able to deal that that's what I focused on through all of act five. There you go. I, I had suggested to Matt on the last recording that he may want to invest in at least a couple of wind skills that he could just throw out there. I heard good things about that twister skills, especially early on. Yeah. Uh, the wind druid apparently is one of the, the better tier druid builds. Yeah. I see uh, shapeshift uh, druids most commonly, probably. I know there's some builds based on certain types of like weapons and gear that can really lay down the herd in that wolf shapeshift mode. Yeah. But uh, I've seen some people use the summoner thing, too, because uh, you don't really have to put yourself in danger with that build. So you can kind of focus a lot of your uh, skills and stuff like that all into offense instead of like defense, which can be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I spent a lot of time worried about defense, and then... I realized that if things were going well, I should never be getting hit anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, well, Jay, 
you got to tell me about your build at least. Like, so going through this game standard by yourself, mm-hmm. did you play with other people or did you play solo? Uh, I, I played a little bit with some other people, but you know how I am. Like, people can Too barely slow. keep up with <laughs> the stuff that I want to do. So I ended up going, like, solo afterwards. So basically I started out at, uh, probably the same as you, uh, Drew. I started out as Zealot with, you know, Holy Fire and stuff like that, mm-hmm. just letting the fire damage and the additional hits from my Zealot thing to really go through. And after a while, I switched over to Hammerdon at around, like, level 40-ish or something like that. So that was when I was transitioning into, uh, like, Nightmare in in total. And then from there, I went, you know, basically tried to get the, some good pieces of equipment. I built my Spirit Wound which were really nice. Uh, I built a couple of other pieces here and there. I got, I found some good stuff early on. And then ultimately what I did is that I really saved up a lot of my resources to focus on a couple of different rune words. One being Heart of the Oak, which is not that hard to beat. The, the most uh, difficult rune to get is Vex. And uh, that is, uh, is really nice. You know about Heart of the Oak? Uh, I, I have read about Heart of the Oak. Uh, that is one of those that, you know, if you're running Hammerden, that's one of the, the go-tos. Yeah, so I'll, let me read you out the stuff because, you know, you'll, you'll want it immediately as much as, uh, you know, other hammers. So, so plus three to all skills, Jesus. plus 40% faster cast rate, plus 75 damage to demons, plus 100 attack rating against demons, adds three to 14 cold damage, 7% mana stolen, 10 dex, replenish 20 life, uh, increase maximum mana by 15%, all resistance, which can roll between 30 to 40, and it also has some charges of Druid skills, level 4 Oak Sage and level 14 Draven. But, um, you know, the three old skills, 40% cast rate, uh, and all resistance on a one-handed weapon is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, that's it's insane. so good. Yeah. Um, and then I, after I built that, it made my um, MFing a little bit easier. And do you guys know what MFing is? Magic Find. Exactly, Magic Find. So initially... Wait, when what you, is that? Just, um, just the ability to find magic items? Mm-hmm. It increases your chance of getting rarer items. So, for example, if an item was to drop and it was, it was going to, you know, drop... Uh, well, it's, it, the way they calculate that, it drops and then it calculates whether or not it's going to be, uh, you know, a unique, rare, you know, whichever. And if it's not going to be one of those, it calculates again, and it kind of keeps going down the line until it just kind of drops as a regular item. So having higher magic find, uh, which isn't particularly capped, but it does have a degrading effect after, I think, like 300 or something like that. So having that will allow you to get better chances of getting items. So someone that's running 0% versus someone that's running like 300%, the one person that's running 300% will have, you know, roughly like 2.5 times better chance of finding anything, So which is pretty nice. So once I started getting better at uh, MFing, because I was getting stronger, I was able to go to the higher levels of stuff. And then I started getting high runes, which are like Za and Burr and other things of that nature. And I was finally able to build my Enigma rune word, which is kind of the game changer for basically any character that doesn't that isn't a sorceress. And um, let me tell you what the stats for the Enigma. This is an armor piece uh, for a three three piece uh, rune word, and that's plus two to all skills. Plus 45% faster one walk. And this is the most important part. Plus one to teleport. Yep. Yeah. And the teleport is, is not just like charges. It just gives you that skill. So, for example, if you have plus one to teleport and if you have plus 10 to all skills uh, across all of your armor combined, 
now you have plus eleven level eleven teleport. So you're zipping around just as well as a, as a as a sorcerer. And because hammerdens are based on positioning, because the hammer doesn't cover all 360 area, you have to be kind of specific in the area that you want to stand in to do damage. It makes a world of difference, not just in traversal, but in also in where you can maximize the damage. And then at that point, I became very very efficient at farming and uh, was able to get a lot more stuff. And I basically have best in slot uh, for everything, for every like piece of equipment, including held towards uh, annihilus charms and other things of that nature and i also built um, a smite build you know what the smite build is true um smite build so the shield bash right yeah exactly the 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 unmissable shield bash that kind of stuns enemies to death yeah so because of hammerdens are kind of limited in the fact that they only do magic damage there are certain enemy types and certain bosses like these end game bosses called ubers as they were do you guys know about the ubers yeah the uber diablo comes into tristram um so oh, he randomly shows up in in like just around that's a diablo clone all right right and, and what the Diablo clones are is actually kind of cool. Are you guys playing online characters or single player characters? Um, well, my Hammerdin is a online character because me and Matt play together. Okay, so if you're playing online, it's very difficult to spawn uh, a clone Diablo because uh, it only spawns after selling a certain amount of SOJs to the vendor, and because SOJs are very valuable rings that you know obviously people wouldn't want to sell they kind of have to coordinate it you know and then sell a bunch of them and then it shows up specifically on the IP address where that server's located it's a whole lot of nonsense in order to try to track one of these down i just personally just bought one after i traded a, a high run for it and then i didn't get a particularly good roll but you know better than having to uh, wait a long time and coordinate with like 100 people to to get one of these so it's perfectly fine but the the way the Ubers works is that uh, on Hell Mode, if you beat the Countess, uh, the the guy in Act Two, the the guy in Arcane Sanctuary, and the guy in Act Five in the halls of uh, Treasury or the Pain or whatever, they have a chance to drop these things called keys. So keys of terror, keys of uh, destruction, and one other key that I forget the name of. If you actually use all three of them and combine them in a Haradrim cube, you're going to combine and create a portal. And if you make three portals in Tristram, they're going to each drop uh, a body part of uh, Bale, I think Mephisto, and uh, uh, Diablo. And you combine all those body parts together, you you open up um, a teleport to Tristram, where all these bosses are there together. So you have to fight uh, three bosses at once, and they're very, very, very hard. Uh, you have no chance in hell. Even with my best in slot hammered and stuff, I would not be able to kill these bosses. That's why I need to switch over to my Spiden, who is a 1v1 boss killer. It's because he does like crushing blows and other things of that nature, does percentage damage. It doesn't matter how strong they are, they just kind of die eventually. So it's nice to have that build. But yeah, there's a lot of the endgame nature to go with. But uh, my Hammerden, I hated Hammerden until I got my Enigma. Now I love it. <laughs> That's what I can say. Uh, uh, one one other thing, uh, Matt probably doesn't understand. You you mentioned the <laughs> Soje, which is the Stone of Jordan, <laughs> yeah. which is a very rare, unique ring. Very, very, very rare. I still haven't found one, and I've basically found most of the things in the game. Uh, in 2000 and 2001, they were so rare that they were used as currency <laughs> to trade with other players <laughs> online. Yep. 
So yeah. Uh, anyway, just to say, just to tell you that. In fact, there is actually an achievement to get a stone of Jordan. Oh, is there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is that just like they just drop at a, a super low rate, or you have to do something incredibly hard to get them, or why are they so rare? They're just rare. Yeah, yeah. they're unique, unique rare rings, uh, and um, there's a lot of unique rare rings, right? So because of that, the the pool of items you can get as a unique is is quite flooded with a lot of garbage that you don't want. I think there's maybe like five rings of unique that's of any value at all. And there's like, I don't know, like 10 or 12 or something like that that you can get. So um, it's just difficult to get. I, I'm surprised, man. Like if you if you guys know how much I have been like farming and MFing and how efficiently I have been doing it, the fact that I haven't found a single SOJ is kind of crazy. Yeah. How many hours do you think you've got? Like how, what, what are your – like how many hours do you think you've played? How many characters do you have – uh, so I'm I'm only sticking with uh, the the hammered, and I'm not gonna be building up any more characters this time around. Yeah, okay. This was for me, um, like I one of the reasons why I decided to build this character specifically uh, with the name that uh, he has is because uh, one of my good good old buddy good old online friends uh, that I used to play all the different Blizzard games, World of Warcraft, Diablo, and all stuff uh, passed away not too long ago. And I wanted to kind of build a character in his honor, and that's the reason, one of the reasons why I kind of felt motivated to build this character as strongly as I could, as quickly as I could. And I think I, I've done that. So I'm not going to be making any more characters. I have like 12 mules, but this is the only <laughs> Diablo 2 character that I'm actually going to build. That's why I have a surplus of all this cool stuff that I want to give away to other people. And I do give away to other people, but uh, that's why you know if you had crossplay, I, I hope you Santa Claus to you guys. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's crazy because they have crossplay in Overwatch. Why can't they do it with Diablo? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It's, it really shouldn't be that hard, based on how terrible the lobby system is. Diablo two already. Oh my god, dude! Like, oh man, I don't. You haven't you haven't listened, or uh, you may have saw the tweet about it. Like, I had my I had an agent's pledge, and this was still early in the game. Had an ancient's pledge. I died and was corpse walking back to my body, and I lost connection to the server. Mm-hmm. I so you know if you if you die and you quit the game and come back, your body's just in town, right? Yeah, no problem. Sure, I can do that. Load the game back up. Oh, my ancient's pledge and uh, my uh, my weapon that I was using are gone. Everything else is still there. Did you did you leave multiple courses behind? Did you like try to put on something else to nope. compensate to for your walking of the back? Nope. That's strange. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, I was not very happy with it, but luckily, ancient pledge is pretty easy to make. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's good at least. I would uh, say even I even I made it, so it can't be that hard. No, no, <laughs> like well, I had, I had farmed Countess probably I don't know two hours. So I had a, I had a good amount of of runes just sitting there, and if I didn't have a rune that I didn't have, I combined runes. So the uh, the guide that actually just gives you all the uh, the runes that you need for ancient pledge when you do the quest. Yeah, in Act Five, I was still in yeah, Act like yeah. Three. Oh yeah. yeah so okay. I was just like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but um, yeah. So I, I guess we should continue on with with the game itself. I mean, there's not much to talk about. You're just climbing the uh, climbing the the mountain. Get up to the top, obviously, and you have to you have to take on the uh, the ancient barbarians, the guardians. Did you guys have uh, quite, uh, like uh, any problems with that initially? Uh, when I hit level nineteen, mm-hmm. and I was able to get 
blessed hammer. I haven't had a problem with this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a that's a top tier build for sure. No. So that that makes sense. Um, a lot of the times when you get to ancients and you, you're not able to kill them, that kind of tells you like where you are at the power level. That's kind of the wall that's meant to stop you uh, to get to the next part before. So because if you're strong enough to beat the ancients, you're strong enough for what's next to come. So there are certain level gaps that you must be. For example, you, you must be at least level 20 for normal ancients, level 40 for nightmare ancients, level 60 for hell ancients uh, specifically. And if you're not those levels, you get, you actually can't, uh, you know, get and start that quest. Really? So, I didn't know that. So does, does the game actually tell you that? Like, hey, you need to be level 20 before you can do this? Hell no, man. You think the game's going to explain it? <laughs> well, yeah, no, game doesn't explain a lot. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the thing is like, like how did people... I still don't know how people figured out half the freaking recipes for the Herodric Cube. Well, actually, now that you mention it, that's a good point. Did people just have to try out six, six different uh, slots worth of like dirty ruins to see what makes what? Yeah, just kind of sitting there. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Is like, how did these people figure this out? Surely Blizzard must have released, like, recipes and stuff like that, right? Oh, and, you know, what? were, <laughs> were there still magazines at, at that point? Oh, yeah. I don't, know. I don't even know. Oh, yeah, 2000, big time. 2003, 2002, you know, you're probably still using, like, 56K and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I certainly was. Nights and weekends only. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Mom, but... hang up the phone, I'm playing Diablo. God. I remember doing that and jumping on Napster and trying to download stuff. <laughs> I need a song. I'll, I'll take the weekend to get this song. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, two megabyte uh, MP3, oh man, it's <laughs> too big. Gosh. But yeah, um, the ancients, they um, stop us to test us to see if we're strong enough to take on Bale. And uh, yeah, had to fight three, basically bosses. Uh, I didn't have any problems. Well, the Matt, did you have any problem with these guys? No, no problem with them. They, nice. It took a while, um, but I, I had my crew up to a high enough level that I could keep them alive, basically. So it was just a matter of attrition, where I've got ten different animals attacking them. There was one, I think the one, uh, maybe the one of the axe, the tanky, for some reason, the tanky one, yeah. Yeah, it it took ages for him to go down. The other two went down fairly quickly. Okay. I think that's the only battle in the game they won't let you teleport out of to restock. So you kind of have to go in with what you got and hope for the best. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, then after that, it's on to, to, to hell. Going back into hell. And... Uh, this is where I joined you, Matt. Uh, well, I, I take that back. You, you did most of the grunt work. You went through through three levels of it, and I joined you then. Yeah. Yeah, again, I yeah, like you said, I mean, at the end of this game, I didn't feel like too much of this was very hard. You know, like, Diablo definitely was hard. Um, and Duriel I couldn't beat. And I, I guess I don't really have any idea how hard Bale is or will be. When I when I fight him solo, but all all of the dungeons here at the end they they took a while because there were just so many enemies, and they 
I had to be careful not to get crowded against a wall because there's not a real easy way to push through people. So I did die once or twice in these sections just because I got stuck, you know, behind skeletons and couldn't get out. And so I, I, I need to be careful with my guide that I stay behind my defensive wolf wall. Yeah. Well, Hammerden is nice until you get into a corridor and then you're oh, just like, well, God. I'm screwed. True. Do you remember uh, in Act Two that that stupid maggot layer? The maggot layer is fucking horrible. Oh. I was so glad I at least left one point in the holy bolt so I could at least just throw something out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the worst thing you can do. Just imagine doing that in like hell, where everything is shooting electricity at you anytime you hit them. Yeah, and then you're that tight horde. You have to be like inside of their hitbox in order to hit them with the hammer. It's like the worst place. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to doing that again. But yeah, so <laughs> um but then after, you know, obviously we we take on Bell. Before we take on Bell, we have to take on his minions. He summons five different waves of of enemies. And um at this point, uh Lifty Fernandez had showed up. And yeah. uh well, they they made short work of him. Yeah, they they don't stand a chance against me and my holy my holy hammers flying around. Call you Captain Hammer. That's right, Captain Hammer. The hammer is my penis, but uh... <laughs> I mean, the, it was already out there, but you just had to say it, so you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, and then Bale. Uh, so I, I tried to explain to Matt. He never got to see it because we killed Bale so fast. <laughs> but Bale can uh, copy himself. Yeah, and you have to, you know. You deal with two of them running around, and they all have the exact same abilities. Uh, but uh, he he didn't have enough time to do that because I we, we killed him. We killed him pretty quick. Yeah, pretty classic look too. I mean, even going back to the cinematic where they introduced him, where he's like this kind of spider crab body with you know just a I would say human, not not really human, but humanoid anyway. Yeah, upper and, torso. I have to give it to him, man. Bravo on these these updated cutscenes. Oh yeah, they are fantastic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, even the end game. Like, I, I actually spent a bit of this game standing like way too close to my TV and just watching all like because it's kind of like the the I don't know, it's not sprites. They're they're all they're kind of small in the screen. So a lot a lot of games I'll play like sitting way back on my couch, halfway across the room. But this one, I was actually like engage some points just like standing playing really close to the tv and it's sharp it's a it's a nice looking remake yeah they did a great job with it the only thing i can say that they didn't do a great job with is the servers but that's just me (laughs) yeah goodbye saturday mornings i am actually curious because i have the pc experience i want to know what the console server experience was like for you guys multiple disconnects um, and then once they implemented the queue system, I was uh, sitting it. You were number three in line for about five minutes, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> there was like a couple of times where I was like, it's like, oh, your 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 weight in the queue is three, and I was like, okay. So I just got on my phone and started scrolling through Twitter, not really paying attention, and then I realized, oh, like five minutes have passed, and I'm still number three. I was like, why is it taking this long to get into 
just the servers. Those, those last three guys, they just won't log off. Yeah. They just refuse to leave. <laughs> uh, for me, it's one of those things, it's very frustrating, right? Like, after they implemented the queues, the servers became more stable. That's true. So I'll, I'll give it that much. But imagine me, like, uh, I know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start work at nine. I, I'm on my computer at like eight ten eight twenty. I want to do a couple of runs, you know, watch like a YouTube video on the side. I relax a bit before I start work. Uh, open up the game. Oh, your queue number two hundred and eighty six. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll play after work then. You know. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> yeah, that was my Saturday mornings. I both Saturday mornings. One I was like three hundred and fifty. Oh, the other Saturday I was like four hundred and fifty, and wow. neither day did the number ever go down. Wow, I didn't, not, I didn't not know even it by got one. that high. It's crazy. Yeah, not even by one. It just sat there at like 4.52 or whatever for 10 minutes. I'm like, all right, well, this isn't happening today. Yeah, and then there was also the, the, the two different weekends that you tried to play, and this, you, the servers were down. Yep, that was the, that's when I had carved out my time was Saturday morning, but apparently so had everyone else. Uh, Blizzard ha- has significantly underestimated how good Diablo 2 was and how many people were kind of interested in trying it again. And not not to mention all the new players that were interested to try out this classic, right? Yeah. And because yeah. of that, uh, not only did uh, players keep player counts keep increasing after the original release, like it, it went to an area where they just did not expect and they just couldn't, you know, uh, handle the capacity. And that's that's bad on Blizzard. You know, they should have been ready for it. They're not a small indie company, man. They really are not. <laughs> They're anything but. And amidst all this like controversy surrounding their name, which will probably never be redeemed in the same way that you know they were held in regards, um, just to have more and more blemishes is constant. You know, this really makes me sad about uh, how far they've fallen and stuff like that. And I, I do love the game, and it sounds like you guys had a good experience too. But it felt like. The Blizzard servers and their ineptitude was getting in the way of that enjoyment quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it definitely was a few times. It has gotten better. I will give them that. Um, but um, yeah, at the beginning there, you know, this game's been out for a month now, and I was just like, you know, week two, and we're still getting disconnects here. Should I have? I, I was like, man, like. I guess I'll just start a new character, you know, and I, and then I kind of did that. Like I started a necromancer offline. Yeah, it's, it's tough to have to make that decision. Like, can we even play together or should we just give up and do an offline game? Yeah. Like that, that's a, that's a tough decision to have to make when, you know, we're gearing up to play this together for a while. And I literally never played Diablo before and was super excited for it. But it seems like they've got a lot of the stuff worked out now. Um, but we'll see. And they they did promise a couple of things. Um, I think uh, I think it's either this upcoming week they have a patch in the works for giving us a better idea. Like you know those numbers have no indication of what the actual wait time is. So they'll actually have an ETA of time available for the queues, and they're going to implement a couple of changes to how the the games are saved globally versus regionally to see if they can kind of clear up a lot of the timing as well for the queues, which sounds promising. And the most ambiguous thing that they talked about was the bug fixes and improvements to the game. So they didn't go any specifics about what they want to do. Um, actually, this is a this is a good uh, topic to bring up. What's something that you guys want implemented or maybe brought over from Diablo 3 to Diablo 2 that would make your uh, enjoyment of the game much uh, much better? 
I mean, I, I'd be down with some seasonal stuff. I know they have ladders, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, the ladders, they don't, do they add special light modifiers to the game with the ladders? Uh, I do believe they sometimes do add certain, like, rune words and other things of that to, like, certain, uh, like, ladder seasons. But for me, I was mostly playing um, non-ladders when I played D2, so I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be kind of cool to have, like, a season, seasonal stuff and have, like, a seasonal mm-hmm. character. Um, I mean, I mean you, you could... I mean, if they, I don't know if they'll put the money into it, but, I mean... I'd love to see like riffs come back, uh, like kind of what they did with Diablo three. Yeah, like bring in yeah. bring in the challenge riffs and stuff like that. See how far Hell you yeah. can go. I mean, that's the whole point of the game is to get powerful as you can and see how far you can go. You know. Yeah. Is there any thought that they would just add content of any sort? That's yeah. something that they're alluding to with that post. That they're saying they are selling like yeah. additional fixes and like a content or something like that. Chase along items or not? Even, I would never expect another act, but you know something along the lines of mystery bosses or you know even yeah, rarer like items, additional bosses and stuff like that. And there are items in this game that exist that serve no purpose. <laughs> For example, I told you guys about the most difficult content in the game, the Ubers, right? Yeah. So uh, after you beat an Uber, they drop a torch, which is a fantastic item. It's like a charm that you keep in your inventory. It gives you plus three to all skills of a particular class with additional stats and resistances. It's crazy. Um, and it's, it's one of the best items you can find. But it also drops these like uh, standards of heroism or something like that. Yeah. And those have no use whatsoever. They just exist, and you don't do anything with them. And no one, no one wants to throw them out because they think like maybe they'll implement something that you can do with it in the later down the line, right? Because it comes from the most difficult content. It goes to show, you know, like hey, like, it makes sense that they would do something with them, but they haven't done anything. So if they did something like that, it would be nice. Uh, what about you, Matt? Like, do you want to see any anything else? Like, did you play Diablo three? Do you have some things that you want to bring over to Diablo two? Yeah, I mean, I, I played Diablo 3. I, I didn't play any of the kind of post-game content, though, so everything that's being described sounds awesome, and I should probably have played it with Diablo 3. I'd love to see Diablo 2. Um, you know, aside from new content, that would be cool, and stability, which was my biggest frustration, I, I guess, while playing. The only other thing, you know, I don't think they would even change, like, the, the movement and stuff, but my only other frustration early on in Diablo 2, comparing it to Diablo 3, was... You know, some of the awkwardness around positioning and a lot of my swings, Mm -hmm. like, I I know some of it is just kind of hit rates don't always hit, but some of it was literally, like, the animation of swinging took too long that I was, you know, I wasn't able to turn and then aim at the next enemy, and it was a lot of kind of wasted time there, but, you know, I don't even think that's something they would change, because it's, I assume they want to keep that the same as it originally was, and to be honest, as a frustration, it kind of went away as I just kind of adapted to it throughout playing the game. Yeah, so. I, I hear that. I, I know you guys played using uh, the controller and stuff like that. How was that experience for you guys? It, that Surprisingly really well for me. I was thinking, because yep. I, I didn't realize that they had they had removed basically like the grid system. Like you're not on like a block anymore. And I was like, okay, so it's kind of like free-flowing. Yeah, there is that weird aiming thing where you're still swinging at nothing after you killed something, but um, I, th- I thought it was great. The only thing, the only thing I was missing was the uh, the dodge mechanic that you got in yeah. uh, Diablo Three. 
And the inventory management was a little awkward with the with the controller. Inventory management has always been an issue in Diablo 2. That is that is very true. And uh, uh, you know, on that topic alone, I, I would love additional sheriff stashes. Yes, I'm uh, already full. <laughs> I I appreciate the fact that they did add sheriff stashes. And do you know how you had to previously move items between characters, guys? I I, I do. <laughs> Yeah, do you want to describe it to Matt? You had uh, to... tell. Please tell me it wasn't something as ridiculous as like creating another character on like a different computer and then going to meet up with your first character. No, but Thank God, yeah, you had to make a new character. <laughs> <laughs> you had to make mule characters, or if you yeah. had if you had your friends, like I, I had a couple of buddies that I played with, and I'd be like, "Hey, jump online." I'd call them on the phone. That's how that's how, how how archaic this was. I would call them on the phone. Hey, uh, jump online, and I want you to come and hold these items for me so I can clear out my stash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you needed like a third party help. Like for example, it's like after you create a game and you stay in the game for a certain amount of time, that game is going to stay with that user with that password, but. Sometimes that wasn't secure enough. Other times, like, games get, like, deleted and disappear for whatever reason. So you needed someone else to be in the game with you while you're switching over to your mule characters to pick up all the crap you dropped on the ground. So <laughs> that was the, the great process that we used to use for just moving equipment over to another character because we had no share stashes. Now that you have share stashes, you can kind of move them between characters via the share stash, which is nice, but you still have to create multiple different characters. I have, I think I have 11 or 12 mule characters right yeah. now. Yeah. And uh, that's still not enough. So, so I, I don't know about this online and offline characters. Yeah. Can, can I, can they use the share stash with each other? No. Offline oh, is a completely God. different beast. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's nothing. Uh, offline does have some advantages, however. Um, so this is the thing that I want most out of anything else from Diablo three to come over to Diablo two. And that's torment levels, meaning you can change the difficulty of the game to fit your power level. Yeah. And then you get better experience, better loot passes and stuff like that. And right now what people do is that since the only way to get improved MF and improved experience and stuff like that is to party with other people, they just go into other people's games that are created that have nothing to do with what they want to do or what they're asking for. They'll just join kill mobs because there's a couple people already there. Enjoy the extra MF and then leave. So you could have a lobby open saying like, "Hey, can can someone help me with this?" And some guy that's like level ninety six comes in your game, clears all of your content, and leaves just to get the additional MF. You know what I mean? And it's such a such a silly system to make. On single player, you could just write a command and say player blah, and then you actually adjust the difficulty to a player level because normally you wouldn't be able to do that otherwise because you're playing single player. And I want that adjustment to be something that you can make in multiplayer as well. It's such a simple thing they could implement and they just won't do it for whatever reasons and it bugs the shit out of me because like, I'm killing things too fast and I want to enjoy additional like MF and stuff like that that comes with playing with other people, but it's always hard to set up like a four or four player like MF room consistently and stuff like that. So... Another thing, yeah. another thing that they really need to implement, if that's in Diablo three, loot for everybody. Yeah, you know, 
that's the thing. Th- there is no way in hell I would invite a rando into my game, and then the first thing he does is pick up all the fucking runes that dropped. So that's the thing, right? Personal loot, I think, has its own intrinsic problems with a lot of the things. And the thing that I love most about Diablo 2 is not even, like, it's just pure gameplay and, like, the loop of it, which is fantastic, by the way. It's almost timeless. Even having to revisit, like, 20 years after the fact, it's still great and and, and addictive as ever. But the community beyond Diablo 2 is exists only because of uh, the way the loot is handled. Anything that I pick up off the ground, whether I wore it, whether I picked it up a month and a half ago and you or character didn't even exist yet, I can give to you. I can trade it with you and vice versa. And that only exists because everyone has, you know, has the universal loot thing going on. And I would say that that's an element that was severely lacking in Diablo 3. You could still trade some items within a certain time period with the people that were in your game. But when it comes to trading for items that, you know, some other person has found in some other game, you could never do that. So the the, the trade system just never really existed initially um, after the whole auction house fiasco anyway. So I'm, I rarely join, like, Discord groups and stuff like that, but I joined one for D2 just for trading and parting up with people and stuff like that. And that experience has been a lot of fun. Like, the amount of stuff that I've been able to find and trade with other people for other things that I need has allowed me to kind of, like, ramp up my power level. And it's always nice to be able to, like, um, find something that is perfect and then realize that you have no character that can use it and then trade it off for something incredibly valuable for your character that you want. So I understand what you're coming from, Drew. I don't trust strangers. <laughs> Stranger danger. Yeah, exactly. It's a phrase for and, a reason. <laughs> uh, and especially those people that are using like scripts and mods and stuff like that that allow them to pick up items like instantaneously can go uh, fuck themselves. Uh, but outside of those kind of people, which are still pretty rare, all things considered, I think uh, loot for everyone is is the way to go for like Diablo Four, for example. Maybe there is some kind of like a halfway point where you can do. Uh, you can have the ability to trade any items to anybody at any time while still having personal loot. I think that might be pretty great. But just being in a room with like eight people and seeing something incredibly like rare drop, like a really high rune, and seeing like who picks it up, and you know, there's like an excitement to it, you know, that any moment something can drop and anyone can pick it up, you know, and it's kind of theirs. That adds a certain like moment to moment excitement that you don't get with personal loot, I feel like. Yeah, that you you hit on a really good point there um, about the the going into higher like torment levels and stuff like that. Yeah, was was the what made Diablo three so special to me? I I still absolutely love Diablo three. I know there's a lot of purists out there who still you know Diablo two is the best there ever is. You can't tell me otherwise. Diablo three was so good because of all right, so let me let me let me let me. Year one of Diablo three sucked. <laughs> it sucked ass. I, I made like four hundred dollars on the real money auction house. Thank oh, you. Fuck, <laughs> fuck. So yeah, Dia- year one of Diablo three was horrible. It, it really was. I quit the game. Then this is this is something that I was looking forward to. I had been following Diablo three since they fucking announced it. I was I was I was all in. You know. Got it day one, got the freaking error message trying to log in all the time, <laughs> all that stuff. But 
I quit playing that game because I was just like, no, this is like, I, I could sit here and play for two hours and not get a single thing that's worth mm-hmm. a damn mm-hmm. because of the yeah. auction house, because they had, they had screwed up the loot drops. And see, the thing is the first couple of weeks, it wasn't bad because the auction house hasn't, hadn't been released. They secretly changed the loot drops when the auction house released to where you couldn't get shit. And I was like, really? Like, and they're charging like a a a dollar fifty for a rare item? Are you out of your <laughs> fucking mind? Yep. And so, I I was like, no, I'm I'm good. And so I quit playing that game. Like, I don't even think I actually beat Act Four. Like, it was that bad. For a whole, like I said it on the last recording, for like a whole year, I didn't even think about Diablo. I got an email. And they said, hey, we're getting rid of the auction house, and we're introducing the Loot 2.0 system. If you'd like to jump back in. And I got to the beta for it, so I jumped into the beta and instantly started getting better stuff. I was like, okay, I'm back in. I played that game so much. Since Loot 2.0, since the revamp of Diablo 3, Blizzard has taken this approach to it. Whatever you want to do in this game, you can do. If you want to make your character the most powerful thing the servers have ever seen, that's totally fine. We're never going to nerf your crap. They have, you know, I shouldn't say nerf because they have released patches that, you know, well, this is a little bit too powerful. We're trying to balance it so every class is viable. They have never just said, no, you can't have this anymore. Instead, they said, because you're now this powerful, we're going to add five more difficulties. <laughs> yeah. And that's what makes the game fun. That's what makes, that's what I fucking love about Diablo 3 is that it didn't matter how bad I broke the game. They say, okay, you broke the game, play it on this harder difficulty and it's not broken anymore. You know, and, and, and it gave you a reason to keep chasing, you know? And that's that's what I absolutely adored about Diablo 3. I still love Diablo 3. Playing Diablo 2, I, I get the itch. So, you know what? I really want to go back and play Witch Doctor. I really want to go back and play my Witch Doctor again. But, you know, obviously I've got a ton to do in Diablo 2, and I'm, I'm totally in on it as well. So, like, I kind of want a thousand point achievement score this game. Oh, that's... There's a problem. <laughs> I don't think you want to do that, man. There is there is an achievement in this game called I'm going to do what's called a pro gamer move, which is reach level 99 with a hardcore character. Do, do you know the amount of time that is required to get to level 99 in Diablo 2? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to say at least 80 hours. <laughs> Try about 800 hours, maybe more. 800 hours? Yeah. The amount of time it takes you to get from level 1 to level 98 is about the same time it takes you to get to level 80, 98 to level 99. That's insane. Yeah. So anything that you can kill past level 95, I'm level 94, by the way, is the only thing that you can possibly kill is Bale, Diablo, and the, the, the guy in the Halls of Pain place. And those are the bosses, the only ones that actually give you any levels, any kind of experience worthwhile. So you have to do 
thousands and thousands of bail runs. I don't. I'm not exaggerating even slightly. We're talking about maybe five thousand, six thousand bail runs to completion, without dying in hardcore. And in hell mode, I can guarantee you, even with my best in slot uh, equipment and items, I can still die in hell relatively quickly, uh, if the affixes of the champion spawn in a specific way. It just sometimes yeah. disaster lines up in the way. Like yeah, Matt, you remember that like enemy that you popped in that just kind of like melted you right away, but you didn't really seem to run into anything as hard as that. That's because yeah. you just had bad luck with a champion that you know came up with these affixes, and in yep. hell mode, it can kill you. Like, I lost 10% of my experience uh, at level, like, 92 or something like that, which is, like, like an hour and a half work, uh, worth of, like, work or something like that, if you're only doing bail runs, I guess. Um, just because I teleported on top of three different champ groups that all diff- had different auras, and I died before I, ha- I saw my health drop. <laughs> so, imagine doing that for a hardcore character all the way to 99. That's why I say, give up on it. Before you even start, I don't want you to go through that nonsense. The, my, my problem, and 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 that therein lies the inherent problem with Diablo Two, is yeah. is that there is not enough things to do in that game to get you to level ninety nine. Yeah, that is very true. That's it, that's that's the inherent problem, I think, and that's what makes Diablo Three so good is that they added stuff to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's the kind of thing they'd be looking to add in in this next update. Possibly yeah, that that would be certainly. really nice if they could add some things. That, you know, just give us some rifts. Rifts are a great way to farm experience. Yep, rifts, torment levels. Just give us all that good stuff. Allow us to ramp up the ramp up the difficulty as much as we can handle while actually getting decent experience for doing it. Right? Yeah. Because I have never gotten any Diablo character past like level ninety seven or ninety six. I just never felt the need to. And uh, in hell, I forgot to mention this for you guys. Every time you die in hell, you lose ten percent experience. Yeah. So, so wow. imagine losing ten percent experience at level ninety eight. That's like a hundred hours of your like time gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah, that's a stiff penalty. It very much is. If it, actually, well, let me preface it by: if you do go and find your body and you recover it, uh, you get like half of that experience back, which is nice. But you risk the chance of trying to run back to your body. That had a bunch of enemies that somehow managed to kill you in the first place, meaning you can probably die again and lose another ten percent. So, do you really want to risk it, right? Yeah, yeah. But you don't lose levels. Uh, no, it'll it'll level you down to the like zero experience, but you don't level down. I think. Yeah. Because if you can, that would be really, really evil. Yeah. What are they gonna do? Take away your skill point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you do less damage now. Oh, oh, you can't you can't wear that equipment anymore. You don't have enough stacks. Sorry. Yeah, you lost your strength. God. Okay, maybe not. Benjamin Button. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, Jay, you said you had a couple of topics. I mean, we may hit on some of them. Uh, we did. We did. I, I wanted to talk about the stuff that we you know, liked and we wanted to bring back from like Diablo 3 to Diablo 2. Uh, but the thing that I wanted to write to you guys initially was about like the online aspect and the community and how because of the way the loot handle is handled and Honestly, Drew, like when I first started uh, Diablo 2 after I was playing D3, I had your same sentiment about personal loot and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, as I got like uh, better loot and I, I became more and more involved in the community, I started to see, to see the appeal 
of being able to trade with such a wide community and like what it means to like see like a really exciting thing drop while you're in the in the midst of a bunch of person bunch of people even when you don't get it it's still like pretty exciting because it's so rare to see uh, you know something of that caliber drop so i think there is value to this universal loot system but there's a lot of things that could be used to make it better a little bit more um <laughs> I guess um, there, there's some there's got to be some middle of compromise, right? Where everyone that likes personal loot can also enjoy universal loot and vice versa. So maybe it could be something like a setting in the game when you create that you can kind of change that, uh, and then you can kind of you know play at your own pace and play with strangers without having to worry about them ninjoing all your comment off the ground and stuff like that. So um, and do like I gotta a need say, or greed man, kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. It'd be interesting to have to like roll for like uniques and stuff like that. But if you're at a certain uh, like magic find level, uniques drop all the time. I I find uniques so often to the point where if I see the base item that the unique is based on, I know what it is without identifying it. I just leave it on the ground. It's not even worth picking up. About ninety five percent of the uniques and um, like uniques and set items that I find. Uh, I don't pick up. They're worthless. So that kind of goes to show you, like, it'd be really weird to have, like, a need, greed kind of system for that. But uh, it'd be nice to have more worthwhile items, too. Uh, But uh, I do have some funny stories for you guys since I've been more involved in the community. So you go to lobbies and stuff like that, and when you have someone that wants to do, like, a trade... You obviously click on the character, you go you to trade, you put your item into your window, they put their items into their window, you click the OK button, and you're able to trade the item, right? Simple enough. But there are times where people are using various underhanded tricks oh. in order to try to get your items. Uh. One of the tricks that people would like to use is that they'll try to open up a trade window, and between the time you have to drop the item into the trade window they'll try to move away from you, which means the trade window cancels out and you drop your item on the ground instead of the trade window. And at that point, they'll just grab it off the ground instantaneously. <laughs> and then TP away. Ha <laughs> ha. They, they just exit out of the game. You know? And then you'll never hear from them again. So I've had people try that on me twice. I've had another guy, when I was actually meaning to give away some items and trading some stuff off in the same game, be like, oh, there's uh, duping going on, uh, so I want to make sure that the item that you're trying to trade me isn't duped. Which isn't really a thing right what? now. That was kind of like an old classic D2 thing. Uh, because the idea is that uh, the items that were duped previously, if you save and exit out of the game, like they disappear at a certain point from your inventory or whatever. Oh, but yeah, because not... the game recognizes it's a duplicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not really a thing right now, at least not uh, documented well. So the guy's like, well, okay, so how do I prove something is not duplicated? And the guy goes, oh, you got to drop it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been upset if I wasn't laughing my ass off. <laughs> but for every one of these terrible 
dumbasses <laughs> that I ran into, there were like a dozen like good people that are like helping out newcomers, like helping them clear content, dropping like new equi- you know like equipment that they don't really want, but it's pretty desirable for the newcomers and stuff like that. So it's like really heartwarming to see people and like a community kind of come together, help each other out, and do things of that nature. And when I say a community, I really mean that because. Not only do you just trade items, you also trade services too. So, for example, I mentioned the thing where you go to Act 5, you do that quest to get the socket, right? Uh, but if you play alone and, you know, you have to grind and level your way through Act 1 to Act 5, it's going to take hours. And you don't want to spend that kind of time just to be able to socket one specific item. So you go to the services channel, and people are there offering rushes to certain quests, offering rushes to hell for certain characters, offering to kill your Ubers for you, and then let you keep the items for a certain cost. So now you have these runes that are being used as currency. Ist uh, rune is kind of like the $1. Things that are above, things that are below are less worth less than that, right? So, um, well, that are, you know, Things that are above obviously worth more, and then things that are below worth less. So with that currency in mind, people will be like, I'll give you a Umrun. Can you send one of my characters all the way from normal to hell? And you know, you, they join your game. They run you through all the way from normal to hell. You make three different games, and then at the end of the transaction, you give them the Um, and then you go to the Vouch channel. And say, hey, plus vouch for this guy. He rushed me all the way to hell. And the rusher also vouches you for giving the the uh, the payment that was due. Yeah. That's what I mean by a fucking community. That's pretty cool. Services, trades, and everything else in between, where you can kind of it's put like together. eBay. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> is, you know, like you have all these like freelancers and stuff like that. So when you got these characters like Smitedens which are terrible at clearing mobs of enemies, but are specialized in killing bosses, you can kind of make a character that's not very good at magic finding because they can't kill a lot of enemies at once, but you can sell your services for killing Uber specifically and then make your money that way. So there are various ways of you to kind of uh, gather your wealth and stuff like that and end up at the area that you want to go to. Just because of this whole online trading element of it, it uh, kind of enables all of this. You know, all the services, all the different types of trades. None of these things were, were you know, available on Diablo 3 because you didn't have the freedom of trade, right? Right. So when Diablo 4 comes along, I want them to be as, uh, have as much freedom in terms of, like, trading and offering services to other people. Because without that, I don't think I would have really, you know, dug back into Diablo 2 as much as I did. So that's kind of the thing that I wanted to bring up the most. Because this whole economy, community with Diablo 2, it's really fired back up with uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected. And uh, it's wonderful. Now that we have fucking Discord instead of internet forums where, you you know, it's hard to keep in uh, contact with other people, it's all the more easier to, like, connect with people that uh, you need their services and other things of that nature. So it's been very fun. So some of that stuff I feel like that you were talking about, it Mm -hmm. may not be possible on the console. So if if I were to try Uh to trade an item with somebody, you're in a menu. You can't move your character. Ah, but Drew, I how do I know that's not a dupe item unless you drop it on the ground first? Don't you know? Oh, boss, that's 
that's just something you're going to have to trust me with because I'm not doing that. <laughs> and the, uh, something that other people often do is that you know how certain armors and other things of that nature have the same graphic, right? So what they'll do is that they'll put in the right thing, so you kind of hover over and see the right thing, and they'll quickly swap it out with a thing that looks exactly the same. And it'll just look like they picked it up and dropped it onto the same uh, item corner, but it's going to be a completely different item that looked exactly the same. So, you know, more trickery, but uh, if you're if you're careful, you don't fall for that stuff. I feel like that's not even an option in, in the console version. Hmm. Like the trade menu? Yeah. I don't think it is. I could be wrong. Like I haven't. I, like how, how do you how do you initiate a trade with somebody? You just go over to them and click on them. Go to agree to trade. I I don't think I can actually go to Matt. And, and yeah, click I'm not on sure him. I ever clicked on you. Yeah. There's, I, I mean, there's got to be something equivalent of trading. I don't know. I, I thought the equivalent of trading was dropping on the ground so they can pick it up. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, I mean, in order to do transaction, there's got to be something. Because I was able to trade with my other friends who was also using controllers on PC. So there is a way for sure. You guys just haven't tried it out yet. Yeah. Huh. I, I'm, maybe I'm not paying attention. Maybe a menu. I'm not... uh, I would I would say go to your controller settings, and I bet you it's something over there. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. I'm not sure, though. But, uh, but definitely, like, if you if you were in a menu, like looking at your character or looking at your skills or something like that, you can't move your character at all. Uh, I see. Can you at least move around with the map open? The, yeah. You can have okay. the, ma- the map overlay. You know, it's like on, okay. on the, you know, you can have it at the top right, top left, or straight in the middle kind of thing. It's My map is on straight middle like 98% of the time. Yeah. I keep mine top right. Oh man, I need to know where I'm going at all times. I barely look at where I am. I just look at my orientation of the map. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not to that point where I'm teleporting from <laughs> from side to side and just throwing hammers. I, I teleport so fast that the map sometimes has a, t- a tough time like loading in fast enough for me. Just, yeah. just blinking in the speed of light. It's fantastic. I don't know when I'll ever get Enigma, if ever. If you if you play and if you create a new character in PC. I will help you build your Enigma in one week. I don't feel like buying this game again. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving you the option, Drew. Just I, giving you the option. I know, I know. And 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 seeing people play, like I've seen some some streams and, and some videos of people playing on the on the PC, and I'm like, man, moving stuff in your inventory is way easier. Because oh, yeah. holy crap, man! Let me tell you, Diablo 3's inventory management, chef's fucking kiss, man. It is so easy. It's a little wheel. It's so easy. Doing it in Diablo 2 with a controller fucking sucks. Yeah, that was pretty slow. Because it is a mouse cursor with a controller. Uh, It's bad. That's that's, that's some some 90s adventure game torture. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty rough. But um, they do give you a lot of options with the buttons. Like you can you know, hold X to move this to the Herodric Cube or, or yeah. hold A to equip this kind of thing. So it's not like you have to drag everything. But um, but yeah, no, I, I've had a good time with it. I, it's, it's great going back to it. It's totally a nostalgia trip. Like as soon as that, as soon as that, that main menu music started playing, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is, God, I feel like I'm 15 again. Yeah, some some games uh, 
aged really well. I think Diablo 2, while it certainly shows its age in a lot of different ways when it comes to some gameplay elements and quality of life elements that we all miss, but the core gameplay and the loop of just kind of fighting, finding stuff, getting stronger, and of course the community element of it, uh, which I think uh, Diablo 3 was never able to replicate, uh, is just so strong. Matt, how about you? What's your what's your final thoughts on Diablo? Yeah, my my final thoughts are really just that I I enjoyed this a lot more than I expected to. I and I, I enjoyed it more the more I played it too. Like it wasn't like it was fun and then it kind of got old and wore off. Like I I felt like I was learning the game the entire time we were playing it, and I just I feel like. This is exactly the kind of game I would have wanted if I was, like, 15. There's so much exploration. There's so much repeatability that you could get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and even just the exploration in, in using the Roger Cube. Um, you know, and, and all, all these armor. Like, I... Even just from last week, I intended to make all of these new rune words, and I, I didn't get to. Like, you could spend so much time in this game building thing and finessing things and you know just just repeating and going through the extra difficulties i don't i don't know there is there that that loop and that feeling more powerful does keep happening and that that's really addictive yeah definitely yeah the sense that you're just one kill away from getting that uh, gg item for your character that you've always wanted is kind of always there at the tip of your mind, right? At the end of the day, it's still, like, gambling. But this is the good kind of gambling before, like, loot boxes and other garbage started showing up and started cluttering, uh, cluttering up our games and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's still a lot of fun. Very addictive. Yeah, absolutely. There's a sense in this game, I, I, I have to mention this, because it it's only happened a few times. The, so, this this is weird. There is a sense of, I don't know what I'm doing, but this is really cool. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's a weird feeling, and it's happened with three main games that I can that I can describe. The first one being, and this is this is going to be weird. The first time I played a Pokemon game, uh, it was Pokemon Pearl. Was the first Pokemon game I played, Um, and. I bought it because I had started a new job, a security job, boring as hell kind of thing. I need something to occupy my time. My old roommate told me, pick up a Pokemon game. That dude, that, that thing will last you forever. I said, okay. And so I started playing it knowing nothing about Pokemon other than there's a Pikachu in it. And I was like, this is weird. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting party members randomly. They have all these different abilities. I don't know what they do almost like it's almost like i have to have a guide for playing this game you know what what beats this what beats that kind of thing that was the first time i'd had that kind of sense about it about about a game the second time it happened was the first time i purchased and played through demon souls (laughs) demon souls is a weird fucking game there's so many weird mechanics that are never explained and it really drove once again the like the forum community because nobody you didn't ha- you, you you didn't know what the fuck to do in this game what the hell is this world tendency shit 
You know, like uh, it's it's white, but if you die too many times, it turns black. What? And then it also it's server based. So if a lot of people start dying, it's black now. I'm like, what? It, like, what is this weird ass shit? But you get better items whenever it's black, but it's harder. And I'm like, what? So it, it, and like, what does these shards do? I don't know. But if you get five of them, you can turn it into this. And I was like, what? It, it's, it's, it was like this weird like feeling. Yeah. Of like, yeah. what the sense like, of discovery? Yeah, it's, it's it's a sense of discovery, but also like I have no idea what I'm doing, and it, it made people talk. <laughs> it was like a water cooler kind of game where, hey man, did you get this? Yeah, I got that. What the hell does it do? I don't know, but I heard that you could do this, and it, it was like rumors started building and stuff like that. And Diablo yeah. two had that too, so nobody knew anything about this game when it launched, and people started talking about it. And of course, everybody talks about the cow level. Because <laughs> the, 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 the longest time, they were like, there is no cow level. That's Blizzard even came out and said it. There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. But there is a cow level. And then, you know, like <laughs> I heard Rick, Rick over there went to the cow level. How'd you get to it? Oh, I had to do this, this, and this. I'm like, wow, bullshit. That didn't actually work. And then, then you, the, yeah, it is. I'm like, what? How, how did this show up? You know? Or like, you know, the Herodric Cube. Dude, did you know that you could put sockets and weapons? What? How? You got to use this this weird ass recipe, this specific items, and you can put sockets and weapons. But then on top of that, you don't know if you're going to get one, two, three, or four sockets. Sometimes it's random, sometimes it's not. So you have to experiment. And I'm like, what? It's it's this weird like. There's so many hidden things in this game, and discovering it's part of the fun, but it's yeah. also collaborating with other people. Like I remember that so much. Like when I was in high school sitting there talking with people like at lunch about Diablo two and just like, Hey, did you try this? Have you made it to this yet? You know? And it's, it, 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 there, those games are few and far between. And when you do find one, you know, it's something special. Like now, nowadays you expect it from a souls game, but, but the first time I played demon souls, I was like, this is the weirdest fucking game ever. Yeah. Nowadays, when the Soul Skin comes out, there's a thousand YouTube videos about how to do everything perfectly. Yeah. Uh, but back when Demon Souls initially came out, nobody knew about FromSoft other than, aren't they? Don't they make those mecha games? You know. Yeah. <laughs> and then Demon <laughs> Souls comes out, and everyone's like, "What the hell is this shit?" Nobody yeah. knew what anyone was anything did, and it it was one of those things where it's good to be a part of the zeitgeist, right? Yeah. Because if you yeah. miss the moment, you're you just kind of miss it forever. And that's something that I think we're kind of all afraid of because we love those moments, but because they're so few and far between, uh, we don't know when they when they come at all. So it's, well, it's, it's tough. I have fallen off of the Soul series. And I know we're talking about Diablo, but I had to mention this. I had fallen off the Soul series, but for, for a while there, like Demon Souls and and and, uh, and Dark Souls were like like my jam. Like I absolutely love those games. One of the coolest most defining moments in my gaming history was a realization that I had in Demon Souls so I was randomly playing I was playing with a friend and if anybody's ever played Demon Souls before playing with a friend is damn near impossible <laughs> but you can yeah. do it yeah. if you put your if you put your sign in this one little specific spot sometimes it shows up in your friend's game <laughs> <laughs> So we were doing that. We were summoning each other to help each other out. And I got summoned. 
and I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm getting summoned. What? What? And now I'm in this weird ass room and I have this giant fucking towel thing on my head. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I'm fighting another guy. And I'm like, what? What is going on? I was like, dude, I'm on the phone with my friend because that's the only way you can communicate. So I'm on the phone with my friend saying, dude, I'm, I'm fighting another dude right now. I've got this weird thing on my head. He killed me, whatever. All right. And I, and then we went back to it later on in the game. I go to a boss fight and there's a dude with that giant towel thing on his head. And that's when I had the realization I was somebody's boss fight in a video game. Yep. And I was thinking, this is the greatest fucking game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Uh, it was one of those things where it's like, it caught everyone so off guard because it's not something that people expected, right? It's not something that people have really seen before, especially, you know. Uh, but now that the technology was at a certain level, uh, you know, we could finally do those kind of things. So, yeah, Diablo 2 has that kind of sense to it, of that sense of discovery, that sense of, of, of mystery about it, where you're just like, yeah. I don't know what this does, but I'm going to hang on to it for now. And then the rumor mill starts, and everybody's like, oh, you do this, and you can... You can go to a level with a bunch of cows in it. <laughs> anyway, we do have two emails. Both of them are from Dustin. One of them was sent two weeks ago, and apparently I either missed it or it got lost in the ether somewhere. So I'm going to read this one off. Um, it says, uh, Diablo Dux, Deuce, is what it says. Um, I sent this two weeks ago, but Drew must have missed it, so I revised it a little since Jay is on the show. So yeah, Duriel sure sucked. <laughs> I went uh, Act three went a little bit slower. Had to start being careful since the fetish enemies that breathed fire could melt me pretty quick if I was standing in their way. Uh, the jungle was tedious. I ran it a few times to get some levels before I headed into the temples. The temples were fine, and I had to start being careful once again. I started running into the Dark Lords. I haven't really found any great gear and haven't looked up rune words or whatever. And I have nothing slotted since I have yet to find any armor worthwhile that allows it. So I'm basically just running my character with average gear. I finally got to a level to start using iron golems and took Drew's advice and started putting all my points into them and golem mastery when I can. It's helped out quite a bit and clay golems are a good backup if I can't find a weapon to summon iron golems in the area if, if he dies. My magic skeletons output Random status effects like poison or freeze. I don't know if uh, their element is random when you summon them or based on the dead monster. They're good since they stay at range and can deal some damage. My regular skeletons die so quick it's pointless summoning them now. Mephisto wasn't as shitty as Duriel, but I did have to retreat and regroup a few times. I must, uh, I must have picked up a sweet sword somewhere before him. Uh, oh man, I lost my face. Crap. Uh, it didn't really help for Mephisto, but it has made Act 4 pretty easy with Demon Killer Plus on it. I'm actually on the boss of Act 4 now and haven't tried him yet though, so I might be a bit underleveled. I wanted to bring up a topic. 
these types of games are fun and everything, and I can see the enjoyment of trying to gear up and increase the difficulty level and whatnot. But then there's the point where you're grinding for gear, and this goes for a lot of other games too, where you are literally grinding for gear for from the hardest boss in the game until it drops. For what? So you can kill him faster? I never understood the need to grind for hours on the toughest bosses of games for the best loot when there isn't really anything you need it for since you've overcame the most difficult challenge already. This is a problem in other games as well that don't have a big focus on loot. I've always found it pointless in getting the most powerful weapon or armor in the game by killing the toughest boss in the game, especially when there is no new game plus. What am I going to do with it? Kill the final boss quicker than I already have? I know Jay posted some pics of a specific build he was going for in memory of a friend, which is pretty rad. But if it wasn't for that reason, would you still gr- have grinded all those items for that build? Now that you have, now that you have, is there anything to do with it since you've conquered the game already besides PvP? Anyway, just some food for thought. Catch you next time. Justin, P.S. When's Drew going to start his hardcore run to level 99? Hashtag Leechman Strong. <laughs> Well, after talking with Jay, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, you know, I mean, far be it for me to, you know, stir you away from the challenge of your lifetime. Yeah, you know? crush a man's dreams. Yeah, if, if that is your passion, man, I will support you a thousand percent and do whatever I can to help you out outside of actually creating a hardcore character to join you because I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, I think that's that's dumb. But, I mean, it would be something to get, which is probably going to be one of the rarest platinum, uh, one of the rarest, that uh, was it? Does uh, Xbox have a terminology for getting all the points? Just get all the achievements or a thousand point it. I guess a thousand pointed. I was thinking like Sony, PlayStation, like they say platinum. Platinum, game, right? Yeah. yeah. Which, which rolls off the tongue pretty well, I think. But Dustin brings up some pretty good points, right? And I'll, I'll address his question uh, directed. It's like, I would say that my initial drive to get the character to be at the level that it is now was initially, uh, you know, in the memory of my friend and stuff like that. But I would say that even though I have gotten to that point, I have continued to play. And, you know, I'm not playing it as much as before. I, w- I went, like, really, really hard on it for the first few weeks that I played it. But I still go back to it, especially when I'm doing other things like watching YouTube videos or Twitch stream. It's kind of like the perfect side game to play when you want to kind of listen to something or watch something without paying 100% to it, right? And the reasons I, the reason I do it is because I probably have some kind of a crippling gambling addiction that uh, you know, I'm not addressing <laughs> in real life. <laughs> and like I said before, you're like – you have that – creeping feeling that you're one kill away from getting that like really big thing and whatever and yes my items and stuff like that are best in slot but there's still always room for improvement in these kind of games there's always better stats distribution better rolled items alternative builds for the character like the smiteden that i'm you know that i have that i still need to do a little bit of work on and it's not only that i told you about the community aspect of it right i could take all these things give it out to my friends kind of trade it with other people and if i really really wanted to i could probably sell my character right now for like six hundred dollars or something like that pretty easily uh, unlike the unlike one of the uh, the market websites that take like real money for accounts and stuff like that, but I'm not going to do that. That's not that's never been one of my things. I could have sold World of Warcraft characters for two thousand dollars before. I never did that either. 
So it's always been like a personal experience for me whenever I make these characters. I, I might be able to like sell items and stuff like that ultimately, but I'd rather just keep it for my like friends and stuff like that that are leveling up. And, you know, even strangers, I like to sometimes go into their game, drop items and stuff like that. That's always a good time, kind of like make, you know, random people's days a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah. That's always a good experience for me. So Mr. there's Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. Kind of join the game. They're like, hey, I need help and blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, you show me what you got. It's like, oh, this would be a nice upgrade for you here, blah, blah, blah. Drop a couple things, you know, and people are happy. I'm happy helping out. And, you know, and hopefully they kind of, uh, you know, push it forward. And then when they get stronger, they can kind of help out newbies, make the world a little bit of a more fun place for everyone else to play in a little bit. So that's kind of where I am with the game. But, uh, yeah, still a lot of fun, man. I still go back to it despite having most of the best gear in the game. Oh, there you go. And uh, his next email came in today. Uh, I don't know what he's saying here on his uh, subject line. Uh, Tefel Zui? T-E-U-F-E-L... Next word, Z-W-E-I. Like Hartzogzvi? Is that what that says? No, but... Sounds like I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I can see it in front of me to actually decipher it, but whatever. Hmm. Anyway, it says, uh, Yo, I made it to Diablo at level 26, under-geared, under-leveled, and probably a shitty build. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. I had my cousin hop on to help me and he gave me some useful armor and helped me beat him, which is fine and all, but then he wanted me to follow him and do stuff. He basically had me teleport to fight some ancients, then straight to Bell, and I told him I didn't really want to do that since I've never played this and and want to just experience the story and world on my first playthrough, but he was persistent. And said I'd get a quick few levels, which I did, and when we beat Bell, I didn't talk to Tyrael to get the ending so I could do the other quest in order. I was level 29, and I still wanted revenge on Diablo, so I finally looked up a build guide and looked at about 8-10 to different websites for different necro builds, and none of them came close to any tips I received from anyone. I found one that had 10 points into clay golems, but every build besides that only has one point in each golem. I was thinking about doing a boner mancer, but after... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just bone mancer, but... It <laughs> <laughs> but after watching gameplay, I decided to stick with summon necro and built it following a guy which focuses on the skeletons and I went back and soloed Diablo. Start started playing through Act 5, and every time I talked to someone for a quest, they wouldn't trust me. Then, go straight into the end uh, dialogue, praising me for killing Bale. No big deal, kind of funny in a way. I just kept progressing at an easy pace since nothing was putting up a fight with my new build. I was about halfway through the act when my cousin came online and jumped into my game and immediately wanted to do some bail runs. I told him, no, I'm just going to play through the game how I went since I'm close to beating it and it's my first run through the game. He ended up grabbing a different character that was within a couple of levels, so we co uh, opted for a bit, uh, but he still wouldn't let up on wanting to jump ahead uh, to uh, different teleporters uh, to get fast, get through it fast. Um, this is where I lose interest in these loop games. They are made to play over and over again, making the same runs, trying to get the best loot. So it's just a race to the end so you can see what drops, rinse, and repeat. 
if you're playing for the first time, you should almost forget co-op unless you're going through it with friends that will go at your pace or if there's if it's their first time as well. I've played numerous loot games where sometimes I'm late to the party and just get where so, uh, where I get dragged through the story, not really knowing what's going on, and it just sours the entire experience for me overall. I don't care for Borderlands games for that exact reason. I'm given a bunch of legendaries and rushed through the story. I miss most of the jokes and, frankly, have no clue what the hell's even going on. I could say something or just solo the game, but most of these games I only picked up to play co-op in the first place, so I'm not really interested in playing by myself. Just a weird hang-up I have personally on these styles of games that are not the game's fault but my own. Me and my cousin played till the Ice Cavern or whatever, and then the next night I soloed the trial and then went ahead and beat Bell by myself as well. I didn't go through a lot of potions and had a portal back to restock one time, but I did get him finally. Thank God for Iron Maiden's curse. Iron Maiden curse is great. Uh, I was exper- I was expecting a cutscene, but nothing happened. So I went back to town and talked to people, and nothing. Looked up online where to go, and yeah, I forgot Tyrael appears, and you had to talk to him. But I didn't talk to him with my cousin. And when I beat the game on my own terms, he didn't appear. So I had to watch a YouTube video of what he says at the ending and the ending cinematic of the game. Very anticlimactic. <laughs> I have no desire as of now to even start Nightmare Difficulty. Call me a purist since I didn't use any runes or gems. I prefer the uh, quality of life and streamlined nature of Diablo 3 over 2, but I respect 2 for its deep customization. I still need to play StarCraft and would like to complete Warcraft 2 and 3 since I never did as a kid. But after playing WoW Classic and Diablo 2 finally, I know people regard Blizzard as one of the best in the biz. I personally think they are overrated. Also, uh, should bring back Lost Vikings. So, November, huh? Is Matt on hiatus? Is Jay the master of theory crafting, guessing, guest starring with AI Somnium Files? How do you pronounce that? Somnium Files. Somnium Files or Doki Doki Literature Club? When's Yakuza 3? Is Jay half man, half machine? We need answers. <laughs> There'll be answers to many of those questions, but not all of them. Okay. (laughs) Jay is just full machine. He is Mr. Roboto. Well, I do choose not to click on the are you a robot check just out of honesty. I can get into a lot of websites, but that's a part of my lifestyle, you know? What can I say? It's good to have morals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you you mentioned Borderlands, and I'll be honest with you, I I <clears throat> Borderlands three was not really my jam. I really like Borderlands two. Borderlands one was really good too, but Borderlands one got spoiled uh, because uh, I bought that game day one. Me and my roommates were going to play together. We did play together for the, about two hours. I then had to go to work, and my other friend did not have to go to work that day. So he then went up to like level 24, I'm level 5, and now he's just like, no, go here, now go here, go here. I'm like, dude, I want to actually play this game, mm-hmm. you know, and that ruined the experience for me. I played Borderlands 2 by myself and had a great time with it. 
there are ways to enjoy these games I, and i'm not saying that that th- this would work for you but like like diablo like i played a lot of diablo 3 by myself tons of diablo 3 by myself i played i played a lot of diablo 2 by myself me and matt co op pro what four times yeah granted granted we did go through a good amount the four times we did like we went through all of act 3 together yeah. And and then, you know, got and then you got to a point in, in Act Four. We then, you know, went and killed Diablo. Or no, you killed Diablo by yourself. We we made it all the way to Diablo and then stopped kind of thing. So we played a good amount together. And but it was never like like when I joined your game, Matt, I never picked up anything of yours. You know, I was like, This is your stuff, you know. I'm fine. I'm 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 a hammered and I can kill anything. So it's, it's not like, it's not like I was trying, I was ruining the game for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, just to add to that, I think people want different things from the games, right? We're all in different situations. For me, I mean, obviously I've, you know, played Diablo 2 original many, many hours. And the initial playthrough of Diablo 2 in normal, I actually kind of did it normally too. I didn't receive any help. I just kind of played, sometimes co-op with some friends, but they were always evil, equal level or lower than me. So I was always going at my own pace, right? Yeah. I just wanted to play through the game in its pure form in normal mode. But after I was done with normal mode, I kicked into hyperdrive and kind of did everything very, very quickly because my end game goal was to create the most powerful character that I can, uh, that I, I envision and stuff like that. But for you, I think no disrespect to your cousin that like came on to help you and stuff like that. I'm sure he had the best of intentions, but oftentimes people kind of get ahead of themselves and they forget to put themselves in the shoes of like the new player, right? So if I'm going to join a game that says like, you know, act one help or something like that, I ask him, it's like, hey, do you guys want to rush or do you guys want to just want to walk? It's basically the way I phrase it. And meaning if you want to walk, we'll just go through all the acts will just kind of you know, go through the content normally. If you want to rush, I'll just go and kill the last boss of that act and kind of get you to the portals that you need and kind of rush you through it because sometimes people want that. But because it seemed like you, you kind of pushed back and you kind of kept insisting on it, that's a bad co-op partner. You don't want to deal with that. Um, so in, in the case where if it feels like they're kind of ruining your experience for even though they have the best of intentions. I would say probably like leave the game, be like, oh, I'll play it later or something like that. And then kind of create an excuse, kind of play at your own pace. Because outside of that, you know, uh, they're kind of unwillingly ruining your experience for you. And I get where he's coming from. Everything that you get in normal and most of the stuff you get in nightmares is going to be completely worthless and replaced when you get to hell. But you're not even going to play to hell probably. You know what I mean? So that initial experience is so uh, it's so important to you, but you kind of have to, you know, have, have gone like rushed through it and you didn't get to enjoy any of that. So there is always pros and cons of online multiplayer gaming and you kind of, you know, have face one right off the bat. So it is what it is. I'm sorry that your experience wasn't uh, as good as it could have been, but, uh, you know, maybe next time you play like a multiplayer game, always keep that in mind as far as like what you're willing to put up with from like other co-op partners of that nature and just kind of think of yourself first in those situations and kind of let it be known. Now don't let them push you around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just got to stand up for yourself. Yeah. 
So um, <clears throat> the next thing I, I do want to mention and, and ask uh, Matt, are you, so what do you plan on doing with Diablo 2? Are you going to continue with your druid through the nightmare in hell or no? Uh, I'm definitely going to play more. I don't know if I'm going to sign up for nightmare in hell necessarily, but I, I do have a lot more I want to see with the rune words. Uh, I'm, I'm still just kind of exploring this ranged character i want to add in some of the wind spells i I, I want to take this build farther i also want to play like the first two hours of a bunch of other classes just to see how they're different so i I do plan to spend a fair bit of time with diablo 2 okay yeah i'm I'm definitely like i want to make at least one of every character wow wait all the way like through hell and stuff like that me yeah yeah probably Wow. Okay, that's a that's a significant investment. That's cool, man. I mean, I, I'm 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 dude. It's, it's Diablo. Like I, I <laughs> I've I've done that with I've platinumed Diablo three. I've got it. You know, I did everything in the PC version. I'm almost a thousand points in the Xbox version of Diablo three. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to do that stuff in Diablo three. But I think I think I could at least get through Hell mode with every character. That's that that, that can't be that. No, no, that's that's like a, on the easier side of challenges, all things considered. Yeah. Um, especially once you have that one style of the character, you'll have that uh, kind of a baseline to like farm your equipment and have all this standby equipment for once characters hit certain breakpoints. That is going to be very, very easy for all your following characters after your initial strong hammered. And I'm sure you'll get your hammered into like in the 80s or something like that and get pretty well geared. And after you get to that point, everything else is going to be much, much easier. Yeah. See, see, the problem is, is like, do I do I deal with the online aspect of it? Because you know, my paladin is online. If I get all this nice gear for other characters, what do I make online characters? Do I want to deal with that? Well, that kind of comes down to two factors. How much do you think that Blizzard is going to improve these servers with these recent patches coming up, right? Yeah. And Two, like how much do you value playing with other people and doing trading and joining communities and stuff like that? Because I I talked about the PC community aspect of it, right? There are communities for every console as well. Yeah. There's like one for Xbox, there's one for PlayStation, and they all all have their own trading forums and you know like discussions and uh, grouped uh, grouping channels and stuff like that. So if you're interested and and if you truly want to have like that full Diablo experience, I recommend joining the uh, appropriate Discord channel. That's right. a, uh, made for your thing. And you're gonna, it's going to open up a whole new world of possibilities uh, in a lot of different things that you can do. It's actually quite in, uh, quite incredible. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to keep that in mind, but I, I do definitely feel like I'm going to... I, I, want, I want to beat the game with... Beat the game with at least every character. Fair. I don't know what character to go with next, though. Probably just, I don't know. What's a character class you'd never played? I haven't played oh. anything but Necromancer. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have a lot of options open to you. I do. Well, my favorite classes, um, actually, dude, Sorcerer. Yeah. You need to yeah. feel the power of teleport. You need it in your life. You will thank me. Okay. Because once you play your Sork and you get, like, 
look at your sword, even past like level forty, you're gonna look at your hammer them with disgust. <laughs> you, know, you garbage character without teleport. Why did I ever play you? And that's kind of a negative thing until you get Enigma, but still, it's it's game changing how good teleport is. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was talking like that's the top tier. Blizzard Sorceress is like the be all end all. It's it's crazy how much there is favoritism to sorcerers and paladins as the two most played class right now. You can get something. Um, you can get. I told you guys about the torch thing, right? Yeah. So the the very valuable item, you can get one that is for any other class that's not paladin. That's not uh, sorcerer for half or less of the cost that you would be able to get for the paladin or the sorcerer because there's so many more players playing those classes. So you could gear up uh, an Amazon or like a druid or something like that for a fraction of the cost it would take to gear up a sorcerer or a paladin. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. very interesting how the economy works. But yeah, um, as far as our next game goes, it looks like Matt and I have finally decided we're going to be doing Yakuza 3. Nice. So we're going to do Yakuza 3, and then after that, we're going to do Death Stranding. So I'm hoping uh, we can get through Yakuza 3 um, by the end of November, and then December we will be doing Death Stranding. Did you beat Death Stranding before? I have only put two hours into Death Stranding. Ooh, how about you, Matt? I've purchased it, but not even booted Ooh, it up. Oh, that's going to be a fun playthrough for you guys. You guys playing the new version, right? Yeah, mm. I'm hoping to get that free upgrade. No. Sweet. Don't have Wait, a PlayStation you... 5. Oh. Is that only for PlayStation 5? Yeah. Really? Yeah, the director's cut? Yeah. Yeah, that's just PlayStation 5. Oh. Isn't the game also available on PC? Yes, it is. The director's cut, right? I think so. I think so. Uh, well, I mean, the new stuff in director's cut looks kind of cool with a lot of the new items for traversal and stuff like that. Uh, but at least you'll get the fixes, I think. That's how that works, right? You don't get the new content, but you get like some of the quality of life fixes with the regular game. Is that how that works? I, I, do, I haven't even looked into it. Okay. I, uh, I don't well, know. either way. Yeah, that's a game that I... It's hard to say. It's it's a game that brings up a lot of mixed emotions for me. Uh, I think people say that it's a hate or like it kind of game, and I kind of disagree. You can be in the middle ground, and I'm kind of on the middle ground with that game. The game has extremely high highs and extremely low lows, but the lows are manageable to the to the way you kind of play the game. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts. And also, um, you kind of touch on what uh, Dustin was saying about the AI Samium. I do actually want to bring that game over to you guys, Phoenix Down, at a certain huh, point. Nice. Um, it's been a long time since we've done one of those like fun visual novel style kind of games. And AI Somnium Files was actually created by the, the director that made 999, and how much uh, Druid enjoyed that game. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, and I consider it one of the best games of that year that I kind of skipped over for whatever dumb reason, and I was so happy to get back into it. And it's going to be in a way where when I bring that game, I'm going to kind of course out a way we can kind of keep the same kind of routing. So we have the same discussion because there are multiple choice points and stuff like that. And I think overall that's going to be a fun game to play and play through along while listening as well. So maybe sometime next year 
I'll be that end during like one of your breaks between the Yakuza games or something like that, and then we can all play together. Okay. It's on Game Pass too, so it's gonna be a good time. Oh really? It's yeah, on Game Pass. That would be awesome. Yeah. It's on Game Pass. I don't know for how much longer, so <laughs> maybe we'll get into it after uh, you know the early early next year or something like that. But talk to me after Death Stranding and let me know what's going on. Okay. Definitely, yeah. that sounds like a great, great idea. I, you know, I was, I was suggesting, I was going to suggest you come on to mm-hmm. do, you know, the the one game that has eluded me that you say is one of the best games ever made. What's that? Come on, you know it. <laughs> Matt, Matt's played it. What's that? I need to hear it from your mouth, Drew. What? Tell me are what the we, game is. Are we thinking of the same game here? Tell me the same. Tell me the game. It's um. Oh, fuck. Now I'm, I'm forgetting what the damn name of it is. <laughs> it's a time traveling game. Fuck off. Time traveling game. Yeah. It's a zero. Does no, start, not does zero. Start with an S. Yes. Yeah. You're, talk, you're talking Science Gate, right? Yeah, Science Gate. Yeah. I would I would prefer that we play AI Somnium Files first before we play Science Gate. If you want to do something like a like a couple of visual novels in a row, I can line up a couple of hitters. But you know me, I'm not gonna bring any stinkers on the show. That's, that's not my style. Yeah. So I'm only I'm only gonna bring the the killer hits and yeah, AI those hits Files. In the top tier. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know we had such good discussions when we were playing the uh, 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 Dungeon Run because I, having played the game, I can kind of facilitate the discussion and make you guys guess on a couple of things, like how the the whole entire roster Dungeon Run one was actually dead the whole time, just like Drew said, because it, he predicted it so perfectly, you know. D- dude, dude, <laughs> no, until the third episode of the third recording. That that shit, dude. When you ran into the room where it looked like a bunch of people got killed, I was like, dude, this it's fucking. I, I, I guessed it. <laughs> I'm vindicated. Yeah, like based on the evidence you had, that was a good guess. But how sure are you? I've never seen anyone so sure of anything <laughs> while being so completely wrong. <laughs> and that was the best part of that whole entire thing. Confidently but, I mean, incorrect. Guys, yeah. <laughs> Confidence has no bearing on how correct you are, and you proved it uh, a thousand times, filled. And, uh, yeah, I think we could have some really good discussions and AI and, like, ScienceGate and other things of that nature. ScienceGate is a really heavy read, though. And AI is uh, a lighter read and much more action in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it's going to be much more of a casual playthrough compared to the game. It's still, like, lengthy. It's still, like, a little over 20 hours. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's well worth the time invested. So we'll talk about that game uh, next year. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll schedule a time. And I'll, I'll try to figure out what's the best way to play through that game for everyone's enjoyment. Excellent. Okay. Well, there you go. That's gonna that's gonna wrap us up. We are gonna do Yakuza three, so that 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 will go ahead and just uh, knock it out of the way. So, I'm I'm <sighs> I have trepidation going back to Yakuza three because Yakuza two played so good. Yeah, Yakuza three has not aged nearly as well. Yeah. So we'll see, but um, yeah, Jay, thank you so much for being on. It was, it was a pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. I, I thought about initially just writing you guys an email, but you saw how much stuff I had to say about Diablo too, man. I wasn't gonna write that yeah. shit down. I'm too lazy. Yeah. yeah, no, no, that's 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 perfectly fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, that's gonna be it for us. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Dustin, for those emails. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, get ready because we're playing Yakuza Three, so I need some more emails. But um, if you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. 
Um, you can also tweet to it. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS and Jay is at Patusai J. Uh, the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. And yeah, uh, we've we've stayed a while and listened, so it's time for us to get out of here. Until next time, I am Drew. And I am Matt. I'm Jay. And we're gone. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the beginning of Yakuza 3. Here you, chum.